welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And I have a fun (laughs) show for you today. I'm going to be helping you to survive the scary week ahead. October 31st is Halloween, as you all know. And November 3rd is the election apocalypse. As many of you have realized already, November 3rd is Election Day, and um, what's going to be happening on that day and in the days after that, until the election is decided, um, if that, you know, (laughs) if it stops then, uh, there is going to be a lot of chaos. But first, let me talk about Halloween and how to help you um, survive. You know, Halloween, especially comparing Halloween to Election Day, uh, is a piece of cake. Maybe you will have a piece of cake on Halloween. Um, So let's talk about what I want to help you to, I want to give you some ideas, first of all, for Halloween costumes, if you haven't picked one out already. And if you have picked one out, or in, um, if not yet this year, certainly last, years before, um, I want you to think about the con- the costumes that you've worn in the past, and I'm going to tell you what they mean about you, your psyche, your inner workings. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, um, this year, Halloween 2020, first of all, I want to encourage all of you to go out and celebrate Halloween because... Because uh, we need to have fun. We need to add fun to this year. It is so important to be laughing, to find a way to laugh. And, of course, Halloween is a great time for that. You know, having fun putting your costume together, having fun looking at other people's costumes. And um, if you have children, of course, putting their costume together, it can be a lot of fun. And um, some people, you know, are so down because of all the stressors that they have had, we've all had this year, between coronavirus and the elections and the uh, riots and so on. Some people are just not bothering with Halloween because it seems like too much effort. But I want to encourage you to uh, do it and to try to have that fun. Okay, well, let's think about the costumes that you are planning on wearing or that you have worn in the past. There are different psychological reasons for why people pick costumes. You know, people like to think or like to say, oh, well, you know, (laughs) this was just something I had hanging around at home, right? Or, oh, well, I just put this together kind of in a hurry. It doesn't really mean anything or, you know. And... um, there are, of course, but all everything we do, there are reasons for every psychological reasons, unconscious reasons for everything we do. And so Halloween co- costumes are no different. So for one of the examples of um, the psychology behind picking certain costumes is wish fulfillment. You know, costumes that are very popular, classics, in fact, um, every Halloween, lots of people like to wear 
Superman or Superwoman costumes, you know, superhero costumes. And um, that's because, you know, it's really a part of us who would like to be a superhero, especially in today's times, we would like to feel like we have that extra power to be able to um, succeed or survive in today's world. So there, there may well be some, you know, the usual or maybe even more than the usual uh, superhero costumes. Then there are alter ego costumes. In other words, costumes that people pick that are really opposite who they are or who they seem in real life. A good example of that is um, a woman who is shy and uh, who picks a sexy girl costume, sexy waitress, sexy witch, um, or a woman who has some kind of a, you know, uh, big professional job and is supposed to be in suits all the time, and um, then she breaks out in a uh, kind of sexy costume, a sexy witch, or any kind of, uh, you know, making any kind of costume sexy. And so that's the alter ego. Those are the, that's a part of the person that they wish they could express um, in addition to or instead of the more serious buttoned up kind of person who they have to be or they think they have to be in their everyday life. Um, Then there is a phenomenon called reaction formation. That means um, if you are afraid of something, or you are afraid to show others um, how you are in a certain way, you pick something to, to uh, overcome your fears. So um, in this particular time, <laughs> that might be someone who decides to dress up as a coronavirus, you know, uh, a green blob and with a crown on your head. Um, Of course, that's kind of tricky because that might be seen as a lot of fun by some people, by yourself, or by some people that you'd be around. But if you happen to come across either going trick-or-treating or or at a party or at a Zoom party, somebody who lost someone they care about um, from coronavirus, that is not going to be very funny to them. So... um, Still, you you know, you need to decide if that's what you want to do. So these are some of the things. So when you look at people <laughs> on Halloween, besides yourself, when you look at people who um, have picked a certain kind of costume, think to yourself, hmm, this goes deeper than the costume itself. Um, why did this person pick this? So now here are some thoughts. Uh, of what you could be uh, ripped from the headlines, you know. Of course, coronavirus is one of them. And uh, I I think, you know, if that's something that will make you or your child feel um, more comfortable, feel like you've you've sort of um, conquered the coronavirus in a sense by becoming it, then um, then I don't want to get in your way by... Suggesting that somebody, I mean, you may, I'm sure you probably know um, if someone close to you, in any case, lost someone. 
Okay, so here are some other thoughts uh, for this particular year. You could go as, um, you could go, a, a popular one this year is Carol Baskin or Joe Exotic, you know, from um, the uh, Murder, the Tiger King series. Carol Baskin, the one who is accused of murdering her husband. That's a pretty easy costume to put together. She has some uh, some traits, you know, some uh, signature sorts of things that she wears. She wears a crown of flowers in her hair. She wears some kind of tiger print or leopard print, animal print outfit. And then, of course, it would be even better if you carried a... Uh, if you carried a little bait, you know, a stuffed tiger and rode a bicycle or brought a bicycle with you. So that's kind of a cool costume. Uh, for um, Joe Exotic, you could put um, fake tattoos on your arms. You can um, wear, uh, ca- well, it probably is too dangerous to carry a fake gun these days. <laughs> Don't think you should do that. Um, but you can wear a funky button-down shirt. You can um, put makeup on to look like you have a handlebar mustache, a funky 80s wig, a mullet wig, and that could be, uh, you know, you could, there you are, Joe Exotic. Uh, another popular one might well be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You would wear her glasses and her hair pulled back and a lace um, white scarf around her neck and a judge's robe or some kind of black robe that can look something like a judge's robe. Um, who else do we have? Oh, we have Megan Markle, if you would like to be her. Uh, a little hard to be very specific or to be clear that that's who you are. You could be carrying a Canadian flag, perhaps, although they're not in Canada anymore. Um, you could, you could carry a suitcase because they are always moving around. Um, you could carry a, I don't know, I, uh, I, my, I don't have any love lost for Meghan Markle. Um, I think she's, I feel very sorry for Harry. You could be Harry. I feel very sorry for Harry. She's bringing him down. Um, then you could be Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, you could just wear a suit and a tie. And um, a mask, particularly the mask for the um, Washington um, Nationals. Uh, and because, remember, he threw out the first pitch. Of course, he didn't sit there and wear his mask for the whole game, but, um, but that would be, certainly it would be him. Now, depending upon what you think about Fauci, you would either want to make this serious, you know, uh, like um, a proud Dr. Fauci, like, you know, like you're the bee's knees. Um, or if you're not so happy with Dr. Fauci, you could make it more of a parody on him, you know, with a different kind of mask, um, different kind of clothes. <clears throat> um, maybe put a, put a Brad Pitt mask on, a real mask, um, because that's, you know, that's who he wanted to play him, had, and who did play him in Saturday Night Live. Then, of course, we have the favorites, President Trump and Joe Biden. Um, again, depending upon whether you, which one you 
want to vote for or want to gather votes for, get other people to vote for. Although at this point, at this point, people, most people have made up their minds. But, um, you know, that would certainly get you noticed and either get uh, clapped <laughs> or slaps on the back or, um, or booze. You know, you certainly wouldn't be, people who saw you wouldn't, um, uh, it wouldn't be dull, let's put it that way. Then you could be pence with a fly. There are these, um, these masks or these costumes that have his hair. Uh, with a fly on it from the debate. Or Kamala Harris. Um, that sounds like a rather boring choice. You could be a Karen. You know, a woman, you could have a sign that says, I want to speak to the manager, that kind of thing. Then if you um, particularly want to be non-PC, you could be something that was recently uh, changed in some way because of the well, because of the George Floyd riots that, um, you know, got everybody <laughs> wanting to be PC, not everybody, but lots of people wanting to be PC and changing things. So, for example, you could be a Paw Patrol dog. Um, they had wanted to change Paw Patrol because, you know, that's the police, right? Uh, police dogs. Uh, you could be Uncle Ben. Or you could be Scarlett O'Hara because they wanted to ban uh, Gone with the Wind, which happens to be my favorite movie. Um, so, you know, if you're not afraid, uh, if you want to be the center of attention and you're not afraid of courting controversy, you can be some of the things that I just mentioned. But now, um, be ready. <laughs> be ready for people to uh, ask you why you picked that or, or even or not ask you and have make their own decisions as to why you might have picked these costumes. Um, so that's my help for, for Halloween. I <laughs> hope I gave you some good ideas. Again, I think that um, it is really important, especially for kids. Kids are devastated at the idea of not um, going trick-or-treating. Kids, I mean, it's not, this isn't news. Kids love trick-or-treating. Adults love getting dressed up in costumes. Um, and, but it's a special disappointment for kids if they don't get to go to trick-or-treating. Now, there are ways, I mean, I know you might be thinking, oh, well, how are we going to do that with uh, COVID? In fact, I just read some, something, an article about how in the UK in some places they were banning trick-or-treating. That is not a good idea. <clears throat> there are ways to trick-or-treat without having to get up close and personal. First of all, regardless of what costume you choose, um, you can always add a mask that goes with it. You know, uh, you can figure out some mask that uh, is in the same, like what that character would wear kind of thing. Or you could just have a blank white mask. But um, so you don't have to, and you don't have to get up close and personal. There's this new um, product where it's meant for people who have houses where there are staircases outside of their house. And it's like a tube, a chute, um, and you put it on top of the banister of your stairs. Um, or if, even if you had a hill, for example, in front of your house, you could try to make that work. And the idea is that 
um, you can put, when trick-or-treaters come, you don't have to have them like right up in front of you at your doorstep. You can put the candy down the chute and they could get it a little further away. I mean, really, where there's a will, there's a way. And, um, or, you know, simple, simple solution, just put out a bucket uh, with candy in it or a pot with candy in it. You don't have to fill it to the top if you're afraid that some kids are going to get greedy. You know, you can put, um, measure how much you put in there and just keep refilling it. But I don't think that we should take Halloween away from the kids. And, of course, for adults, you can have Zoom parties, Zoom Halloween parties. You can have Zoom kids parties, too. Um, you know, there, it, there are lots of ways of, um, of still celebrating Halloween and having fun. So, all right, that's my Halloween story and advice and how to survive and how to have fun. And as I was starting to say, as I said at the beginning, um, it's important to celebrate Halloween and have fun because uh, (laughs) three days later, there uh, there is the election, uh, November 3rd. So that is not going to be such a fun day because um, because I think because half of the country is going to be in for a disappointment and a disillusionment and um, perhaps a lot worse. So I will take a break now, and when we come back, we'll talk about um, about the election and what I am calling the election day apocalypse. It actually may be uh, <laughs> the election month apocalypse. In other words, we may not know on election day or election night who won. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at one eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty eight. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. Uh, we're talking today about how to survive the upcoming scary week ahead, Halloween and the election apocalypse. I've already resolved your Halloween <laughs> problems. So um, now we're talking about the election apocalypse. Now, why do I say, I mean, you? I don't think, I mean, I think a lot of you already um, have thought about how, uh, you know, I mean, we're all kind of, I, most of us, I don't know who hasn't thought about this or heard about this or, I mean, but there is a, we haven't, there hasn't really been very much talk about this because people are afraid of talking about it. We don't want to actually admit it to ourselves that this could happen, that it could be this bad. But, um, you know, the reason why, um, the reason why there is a problem here is because we are, we are dilu- we have been deluding ourselves we have no matter who you vote for whether you are for biden or trump um you you know half approximately half the country um is for each approximately and um so and whatever half you're in you have convinced yourself that your guy is going to win so um, that's why when election day comes or election month comes, because indeed um, we might not know the answer to who won before uh, the end of the month, you know. Um, remember the hanging chads from a while ago was well, going to be the hanging chads on steroids because this year, because of COVID, more people than ever uh, have used mail-in ballots absentee ballots or just other kinds of mail-in ballots. And so um, the counting of that is going to take time, especially, you know, for people who are going to mail them in just right at the end, you know, right to meet the deadline. So um, so what's that going to be like? Uh, You know, usually election day, election night, you know, first of all, we're all watching television to see the, uh, um, or listening to the radio, (laughs) to see the votes coming in, you know, um, looking at each of the states and watching it minute by minute. I mean, unless at the very beginning, there's, it's obvious there's a uh, a landslide, which I don't think that is going to happen. We are, you know, we want to watch it till the end. I mean, let's look at, let's look at, Let's think of 2016, for example. Um, we were all up <laughs> awake until Hillary uh, conceded that she lost. And um, that was such an exciting night because, you know, all the polls said that Trump wasn't going to win, Hillary was going to win, and it was such a, an, an, an overturn, such a, um, uh, you know, a surprise. <laughs> a surprise. Um, and so it was really exciting. So you know the same thing is going to happen this year, ex- except, you know, some people are kind of fed up with the whole thing and have election stress disorder. 
Um, and so there are going to be some people who are going to just turn in early and just, you know, not. So some people are going to turn in early because they don't want to see the results. So that's kind of the thing. We have been um, deluding ourselves. I mean, if you are for Biden, for example, um, you know, a lot of uh, polls have shown Biden winning. Of course, these days, everything depends upon which station you're watching or which radio station you're listening to because they are so opposite, polar opposites. For example, at the debates, um, if you... If you, if you watched, uh, the first, like after the first debate and, and the second debate, you know, the thing in between, this ridiculous thing in between that were just, was just town halls, um, they were so boring and, and really non, unconsequential. Um, but, but the debates, you know, had more to them. And so if you, especially the last debate, and so if you were watching Fox News, you would think that the debate went one way. If you were watching CNN, you would think the debate went the other way. Um, I mean, not just in terms of who won, but just the whole analysis of the debate and what happened. It's like these people were watching two different debates. I mean, nowadays, you have to um, read or watch more. You have to, first of all, figure out which uh, media outlets are pro Democrat or pro-Biden and which ones are pro-Republican or pro-Trump. And then you need to have a mix um, of them. In other words, you can't just listen to one one uh, slant, one biased site. Um, and in order to make your own opinions, you have to listen to, to um, news outlets on all different sides. And then you can figure it out for yourself. Um, I start off in the morning and I look at Google News because, you know, because it's there on my computer, Google News. Um, and, and I get disgusted part of the way down uh, because everything, you know, they pick out these stories that are anti-Trump. So if you just read Google News, you would think that Trump has no chance of winning. Similarly, uh, so then I go from, from, uh, from Google News to either Drudge, which has become very anti-Trump. So sometimes if Google News is really t- too anti-Trump, I can't deal with uh, going to, to uh, Drudge right away. And I go to the New York Post. And since I'm a born and bred New Yorker, uh, I really like the New York Post. And... Um, I, and that's more pro-Trump. So in other words, going from Google to the, the New York Post, that's a balance. Then if I go to Drudge, which really, uh, you know, in a way that's worse than, than Google News, um, and then I go to Breitbart. So I balance, and I try to figure out, so like, for example, when you look at the polls, if you look at the polls from Google News and from Drudge, you would think Trump doesn't have a chance. If you look at the polls that are quoted in the New York Post or in Breitbart, you would feel pretty um, happy if you were pro-Trump. Um, so, so that is why people who are voting for one or the other, why we were able to convince ourselves 
that our guy is going to win, which is why on election night or election month, we are going to be in for quite a um, surprise. (laughs) Yeah, another surprise. But this is going to be a worse surprise than 2016. And by that, I mean, and let me, you know, let me remind, if you've been listening to my show, you know that I am pro-Trump. I'm going to be, I voted for him in 2016. I'm voting for him uh, on November 3rd and um, quite frightened. I I mean, I I choose to believe the polls would say that he's, actually, what I choose to believe is that regardless of what the polls are saying, the people who are going to vote or have voted for Trump um, don't talk about it uh, because there are studies that show that people, especially conservatives, are afraid to tell other people what they believe in in terms of who they're going to vote for or the different um, issues, how they believe in in certain issues because they don't want to be pelted with tomatoes. So, um, so, so there really is what I think, uh, I think there is a silent majority who is going to be voting for Trump on election day. That's another thing, this whole thing about uh, the ballot. I mean, I normally, for the last several years, I have voted by, um, by mail-in or absentee ballot because, just because it's more convenient to go over the ballot in my home and all that, um, but this year, I am purposely going to, and this year, I didn't get an absentee ballot in the mail for some strange reason, even though I've been voting that way for years. Uh, maybe somebody else got my absentee ballot. Um, so, but in any case, I had decided that I am going to the polls on November 3rd because, um, because I think that's what we all should be doing. With unless you are in a vulnerable population, if you have uh, if you're over eighty, or you have some underlying medical condition where you're more vulnerable to uh, to catching COVID, then yes, I can understand why you would want to send in an absentee or mail-in ballot. But um, what has happened is that so many people have um, voted by mail. Um, who aren't necessarily vulnerable. It's just, you know, of course it's more convenient, but, but the media makes you feel so frightened of going to the polls. Meanwhile, uh, I don't know if you've read or heard or watched interviews of people who have gone to polls, where you, places where you could vote at the poll early. Um, they are saying that it was quite lovely, that there were, it wasn't crowded, it was very orderly, didn't take very long, um, and they got in and voted, and, and they were happy about it. And um, so that is what I am going to do just to because <laughs> because to show that, yes, you don't die if you, well, uh, I, you know, I mean, yes, it's, I don't want to downplay COVID. But on the other hand, if you go to vote and you wear your mask and you stand six feet apart and primarily before you go to the polls, you... Um, you take care of your immune system, which is what I have been doing so much radio and television and talking about COVID, COVID fatigue, um, crisis fatigue, election stress, all of these things. And I tell people all the time, and I'm sure I've said it on this show too, the key to staying healthy 
is taking care of your own immune system. It is not really brain surgery. If you take care of your immune system and the people that you love and care about, you, you know, you, you watch over them or you tell them about it and you ask if they're doing these things and so on, not that that is a surefire, absolutely, absolute guarantee that you're not going to get sick, but it certainly goes a very long way. And by taking care of your immune system, I mean eating nutritious food, uh, getting enough sleep, which, yes, is hard these days because we're all frantic and worried and so on, but if we go to bed earlier, <laughs> uh, not watching the news till 11 o'clock, um, we can do it. And then getting exercise, taking a walk in the sun, sitting outside, um, doing, uh, taking um, um, vitamins, taking supplements to uh, support your immune system, all of these kinds of things, um, then doing things that take away stress like um, aromatherapy, buying aromatherapy candles, um, buying a plant, by adopting a pet. If you have a garden, planting in your garden, you know, you can Google um, things to take away stress or de-stressors or how can I... Um, take get rid of my stress. There are lists of things you can do. So that's what you need to do, and then you will be safe voting and doing other things, um, being around people. I'm not saying that you should purposely go out in crowds, but um, but certainly shouldn't in- interfere with voting, which is you know pretty important thing to do. Um, so I was starting to say uh, about why, you know, why, how, why this is going to cause a national emotional breakdown, uh, the worst in history on election day or election month. And that is because people, as I was starting to say, are, are in this bubble where they think that their guy is going to win. And when it turns out, if it turns out, or when it turns out, like, you know, again, maybe not election night, but in the next week or the next month, if it's turning out, you know, can you imagine the the stress, the tension that, let's just say it did take a week, um, you know, (laughs) uh, that is, people are going to be freaking out during that week. So, um so, and it's because, as I was saying, it's because we have we have convinced ourselves that our our guy is going to win, and um, the uh, and and because this year um, is so much worse in terms of uh, election stress. I mean, even last in 2016, yes, there was some election stress, and certainly we didn't know for sure who was going to win, even though the media was saying it was going to be Hillary. There was, you know, it was more excitement, really, than stress. I mean, some stress, but it was really kind of excitement um, because uh, because if Hillary won, it would be bad, but it would not be as bad as Biden winning in 2020 um, because what, it's not just about Biden. It's about his whole, it's about the people behind him who have been propping him up uh, hoping that he doesn't make it more obvious than he already has, which has already been pretty obvious, that he has encroaching dementia. I mean, it's so absurd 
that um, people who people realize that you don't have to be a psychiatrist to realize that uh, Biden has seriously encroaching dementia. But people who are voting for Biden aren't voting for him because they love Biden. They're voting for him because they hate Trump, which is really kind of unfortunate. I mean, Trump, you know, Trump is like the guy in high school. (laughs) He's like the jock or the president or the, you know, the obnoxious kid in high school who got to go to the prom with the queen you know, the prom, like the, the king and queen of prom, um, but the king, a lot of times kings are nice guys, actually, but whether it's a, the king or the, or the or jock or the guy in, in school, in high school, who is just so smug and satisfied with himself and knows, you know, thinks that he's the greatest and all that. And so, okay, that's what he, Trump reminds people of. But the fact is, that you have to like, you know, just just kind of laugh at that or enjoy that, um, because because really, you know, his actions are what count more than uh, whether he reminds you of the guy who did better than you, got the prettier girl than you in high school, for example, um, or if you're a girl, you know, the guy who you couldn't get, the guy who was a bad boy who didn't want to take you to the prom. But you have to, I mean, that stuff is just like, you have to put away those kinds of um, things that get triggered or or you get reminded of. You have to look at what Trump stands for, what he has done in almost four years for America, and what he will do in the next four years. Um, I mean, he has really followed through with his promises. He sincerely loves this country. You know, he, he was this rich guy. Um, before he became president. And it, with this, uh, he didn't have to become president. I mean, he had a very nice life, and it would have been a lot less stressful if he didn't run for president. So his he, his heart was in the right place, and he has done so much good for the country, and he wants to go on and do more. So that's what's important. Okay, you know, if he thinks he's, He's a little conceited or um, narcissistic. Yeah, okay, great. But that is not, but Biden has encroaching dementia and the people in his party are going to turn America into a socialist country. That is the thing. That is why everybody should be voting for whoever would be opposite Biden. You know, even if you don't like Trump, you don't, certainly won't like being a socialist country. You'll like that a lot less. Well, our time is up for this segment. Um, when we come back, I'll tell you about how to protect yourself from having a nervous breakdown on Election Day and from protect yourself as well from the Election Day apocalypse. So stay tuned. the experts call toll free right now 1-866-472-5787 and ask our all-star team to answer your questions that's 1-866-472-5787 thank you for calling voiceamerica.com are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times do you want help 
Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about how to survive the next week ahead, which is a scary week between Halloween and the election apocalypse. Now, Halloween, you can take control over the scariness. You can make fun of the scariness. You can wear scary costumes. You can scare each other in fun, Um, whereas the election is just scary in itself. And there is a question as to whether um, what is going to be happening to our world when the um, election is called. Um, I've been talking about how, why this is so much worse and harder than past elections. I mean, it's really worse in a lot of different ways, um, primarily because, I mean, it's the, there's the most to lose in this election because, as I was starting to say, uh, it's not just about which candidate wins, it's about um, which party wins. And the difference between the parties, I think, has never been greater, at least not in recent memory, because um, it used to be a lot more, you know, there used to be a lot more agreement between the parties, and now they are, now there isn't. And the main difference is that the Democratic Party, you know, it's, it's sad, because it's not really most Democrats. Most Democrats still are moderate, but there is a faction in the Democratic Party that is loud and has um, taken over to some degree. The Bernie Sanders faction, the um, Ilhan Omar faction. Ilhan Omar has been stealing uh, votes and paying for for votes, um, not just for herself, but of course for Biden in Minneapolis. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that is one of the key reasons why this is going to be... Um, so hard to accept, why the results are going to be so hard to accept unless it's a landslide one way or the other, because there have been so many problems with this mail-in voting. There have been ballots found in strange places, uh, dumped from postal trucks, not necessarily by the post 
postmen, post, post, what are they? postal carriers, mail carriers, um, but by people taking bags of, of mail, of ballots off the uh, postal trucks. Um, there has been, there are fake uh, vote, voting boxes. There are, and as I was starting to say, Ilhan Omar, there, there's, um, there are people who are paying people for their, for their ballots so that they can uh, harvest them and have them uh, go for their candidate. And, and one of the worst examples of this is in Minneapolis with Ilhan Omar. So there is this faction in the Democrat, Democratic Party. It's, it's sad because it's not the majority of Democrats. And, um, but they are taking over, and with Biden being, uh, having encroaching dementia, um, they are they are the ones who are going to have the power, Kamala Harris, uh, you know, and and the people who are behind the two of them. So, um, so that's why this is so, you know, why this election is so important. And um, so, let me tell you about seven ways that you can protect yourself from this election day apocalypse and prevent a nervous breakdown. Um, first of all, you need to admit that waiting and uncertainty is hard. I mean, we all are going to have to go through that no matter who we voted for. And so we need to cultivate patience (laughs) in ourselves. We need to understand that we're not going to get immediate gratification on election day night. We have to prepare for that. Um... And then uh, it's, you know, it's going to be disappointing. It's going to be frustrating. But on election night, you know, the parties, they're not going to have the probably, probably not going to. We may not. I don't want to say it sounds so gloomy, but we may not be able to have the parties because, um, because there may, probably won't be a landslide. And the person who seems to have gotten less of the votes or less of the electoral votes um, is most likely going to contest the election. So um, that's the second part, the second number two uh, for how to protect yourself. Um, if the vote is close or there are more irregularities in the voting that are discovered, then some jurisdictions are going to take the matter to court. And they're going to say that in their jurisdiction, you know, I mean, the, the person who seems to have lost um, ostensibly, are going, they are going in there in different ju- dis- jurisdictions. They are going to go to court and find different irregularities um, in this mail, well, for the most part in the mail-in voting, although there certainly can be irregularities in the polling places too. I mean, that's another thing why people are afraid to go to the polling places. There's the threat of violence, but um, there are going to be cops <laughs> at polling places, and um, um, you can pick a polling place where you think it will be less, it will be calmer. You don't have to, if you're, if you live in in an inner city and you're afraid um, of, of violence, then uh, you can go somewhere else to vote. You don't have to vote, well, it depends on your state, but in most states, you don't have to vote in a particular spot. 
So um, if it looks like it's going to be, you know, a long, drawn-out thing because people, the candidates and their supporters are taking the election uh, results to court, then you can find an election buddy, someone who you can agree before election night, um, find someone who you can, where the two of you can decide that you will share your feelings with them uh, as things unfold. And, um, you know, the ups and downs, <laughs> it really uh, works a lot better if you have an election buddy. Now, of course, what's really tough is when you live in a home, especially since we're locked down, if you live in a home where, let's say, you and your significant other <laughs> vote for different candidates, <laughs> That is, there probably will be some domestic violence on election night as well. Um, but that's another reason why it would be great to have an, elect- an election buddy who you can talk to. Now, there's no point in having arguments with people, especially after uh, November 3rd or after all the votes are in. I mean, after they're being counted or whatever, um, after it's too late to vote again, um, you need, it's, there's no point in having arguments with people who feel the opposite, who wanted the opposite candidate to win, because there's nothing that you can do about it. They can't change their vote at this point. Although, I mean, actually, actually, I tweeted today about changing your vote. Um, because, in fact, it turns out that in some states, you can change your vote. Um, And after the story broke about Hunter Biden's laptop and the whistleblower came out and testified that Biden profited from Hunter Biden's uh, deals with foreign countries, Biden, the big guy, got his 10%. Actually, um, on Google, there was a trend for the phrase, change my vote. And it was connected to the same people looking for Hunter Biden and um, and so it did seem as though people who had voted already for Biden and then found out about this laptop scandal, the emails and so on, uh, wanted to change their vote. And in fact, you can. So that's why I tweeted about that. And by the way, my Twitter feed is at Dr. Carol MD, at Dr. Carol, C-A-R-O-L-E, M-D. So go to my Twitter page for all kinds of interesting stuff. Um, so, um, so in fact, one can. And, and actually, the truth is that as we get closer and closer, closer to Election Day, Biden, he, he's tired now. He's, you know, now that he came out of his basement a little bit, <laughs> he's really tired. And he's making more uh, mistakes than ever. And, um, you know, at the, at the debate... Um, he made, he said this thing, he gave an example of, uh, you know, he kept getting lost in the middle of sentences and he, um, he, at one point he totally lost what was, you know, what he was saying. And he did one of his favorite things to do. Somebody must have like a speech or a debate coach must have told him to do this, that if you get lost in the middle of a sentence, just turn to the camera and pull on the heartstrings of the people. You know, he looks imploringly into the camera he t- and he says something to tug on the heartstrings of the viewers on an unrelated topic. So the, my favorite moment was when he did this uh, in the second debate. 
um, you know, the real debate debate, um, he, he got lost and he, he turned to the camera and he said, this isn't about Donald Trump's family or my family. This is about your family. Families across America are hurting. But that's the last thing Donald Trump wants to talk about. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> that was his way of trying to pretend that he didn't lose his train of thought and that he wasn't having encroaching dementia and he wanted you to pay attention instead to, you know, sitting around the kitchen table. Remember that? You know, he talked about families sitting around the, the kitchen table. He did the same thing pulling on the heartstrings about his son who died and, you know, whenever he gets in a tight spot, he goes for the heart. Um, oh, my goodness, we're coming to the end of the of the show and I still have a bunch of stuff. All right. Um <laughs> The next thing is you can cushion, since it may be lasting for a long time before we find out the real winner, you need to cushion your mental health for this long haul. You can stock up on meditation CDs, your favorite distractions, board games, or whatever. Uh, You can start therapy now with an online mental health professional. You can take walks in the sun. You can adopt a plant or a pet. Then um, the real thing that we all are fearing is violence in the streets, Uh, in the streets, if not home invasions. Remember the couple um, (laughs) who had took, came out when the mob came with their guns. Um, So what you need to do is to stock up on food supplies so you can stay out of the streets. Consider moving to a safer spot. Maybe you have friends or relatives who would take you in. You can wear masks. Some people have bought guns or other weapons to protect themselves. So how do you decide what is best for you? Um, I may well talk about that at the next, on the next show. And then um, the more likely danger to your physical health, however, is stress rather than somebody coming in your front door and shooting you. Um, And so you need to take care of yourself physically because whatever your weak spot is, your stomach, headaches, whatever it is, that is what is going to be affected by stress. Uh, Talk to your neighbors, your friends and family about how you can protect each other. You know, if if there are mobs, if there's internet hacking, electrical outages, fires, and so on, um, you can gather together wearing masks with your neighbors or go to your family, um, and, you know, there's, there's safety in numbers. And then last but not least, if you have children, don't pretend that there is nothing to warn them about. You need to talk to them in advance of Election Day. Uh, you, should have been, you should be talking to them about the elections altogether all and getting them involved in it, who they would vote for and why, get them to talk about these things, teach them about uh, democracy and um, talk about why people are so devoted to one candidate or the other, why they're angry if their candidate didn't win, um, and how that can make people act out in violent ways, and then reassure them that America is strong and that democracy, laws, and the National Guard will protect them in the end. So bottom line, go out and vote. I hope you will think about what I was saying about uh, about Trump and Biden, about, you know, don't vote for Biden because you don't like Trump. 
Think about what that means, what kind of a... It, it means the loss of democracy. Go read a history book. Go see what happens in societies like Russia and China, communist China. That's what we're going to turn into. And I am not... You know, that's why I have spent the last... Oh, man, I don't even know, two months uh, um, at least, at least, um, doing a lot of media interviews, talking about Biden's dementia, talking about why it's important to vote for Trump because, and why have I taken all this time out of my, uh, you know, away from my work and so on, because I am really uh, scared at the possibility that, um, that our country could be turned into, I love, I love America and I want it to stay a democracy. I don't want us to become a, a communist or socialist country, please, if you don't believe what I'm saying, just Google these things, you know, um, see what happens in those kinds of countries. So even if you don't like Trump, suck it up, <laughs> because he has done and will do the most for this country, the most good for this country. So thank you for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 